0: Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church, North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Have you ever noticed how things sound louder in the dark? it's as if our ears help us to see. The other night, after turning out the lights before getting into bed, I thought I heard a sound. As I lay in the dark, I heard the sound again, only this time it was louder and clearer. It was the sound of an owl hooting. Before I fell asleep, I heard the owl hoot again. This time, Even though I couldn't see the owl, my ears told me that it was very close, probably perched in the tree, right outside my window. So when we can't see, our ears work extra hard to help us see. And I have to say, the sound scared me. It was so loud and so strange to hear an owl hooting right outside my window. I worried a bit about what might happen next and so as I said my prayers, I gave my worries about the owl to God and trusted in his help. This is what Bartimaeus the blind man does in today's gospel from St. Mark. Every day Bartimaeus goes into town and spreads his cloak on the ground and begs people to drop coins onto his cloak. At the end of the day he gathers up the coins, puts on his cloak and goes back home. One day As Jesus and his disciples are leaving the town, Bartimaeus, who is sitting by the side of the road, hears footsteps, and because he can't see, he asks the crowd, What's going on? And the crowd tells him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And in that instant, Bartimaeus knows what he must do. He must trust in Jesus' help. In today's Sunday story, because of a curse placed on her family, a young girl is born blind. Even though she can't see, Elfwin is blessed with an amazing ability to see what is in people's hearts. One day her family receives a gift, and everyone loves it, except Elfwin. She knows, as soon as she touches it, that the gift is not what it seems. Soon everyone falls under the strange spell of the gift except Elfwyn. Things get worse and worse until finally one day she decides that something must be done. But whom can she trust? Let's listen to today's Sunday story. Elfwind's Saga by David Wisniewski It is said that the hidden folk dwell unseen in the fire and frost of the north. Glimpsed only in dreams, they bring good to the worthy, and ill to the unjust. Seeing Anolf, Haraldson, and his weary kin searching for land and safe harbor, they directed the waves to carry them gently ashore. But Gorm the Grim and his warriors raced toward the same spot. The hidden folk held back the wind and becalmed their ship. Gorm bit through the shield in fury, for this meant that Anlaf had won the greenest valley in the north for his own. That night he carved hateful runes deep into a boulder overlooking the valley, cursing Anlaf and all his line. Because of the curse, the bright and beautiful daughter of Anlaf and his wife Gudrun was born blind this is an ill omen muttered the midwives such a one should not be permitted to live better to let the snow be its blanket but Anlof held the child upon his knee and sprinkled her with water you will be called Elfwin he proclaimed Elfwin you are now a member of this house sighted or not be worthy of it Horrified that an innocent baby should be blinded by Gorm's cruel curse, the hidden folk vowed to teach her to live safely in the valley and help her in time of need. As a baby, Elfwyn delighted her parents with her happy chatter. As a toddler, she amazed them by never falling down, and as she grew, she astounded all with an endless knowledge of the world around her. She is beloved by the hidden folk, the servants whispered. On Elfwin's tenth birthday, Anlaf gave her a sturdy pony and leave to travel the length and breadth of the valley. Gudrun feared for her daughter's safety, especially on the day she saw Elfwin ride full speed toward a stout, limb hanging over her path. But Elfwin leaned down in her saddle, passed underneath it, and rode on. "'How can you let your child go galloping, blind, through field and forest?' people would chide Gudrun. She is sighted in other ways, Gudrun would calmly reply. Others should be so blessed. That Midsummer's Eve, Gorm the Grim strode uninvited into the great hall. A score of his men followed, staggering under the weight of an object wrapped in a sail. "'On Haraldsson said Gorm, "'I bring you this to make amends for the harsh feelings of the past.' He drew his sword and cut away the sail. Inside was a huge crystal, clear and perfect, shining with a light of its own. All pressed forward to admire it, all except Elfwin. Anlaf and Gudrun bade her join them. She dutifully came forward and placed her hand upon the dazzling surface. It is hard and cold, she said, like the man who brought it. Embarrassed by her curt remark, Anlaf dismissed Elfin and thanked Gorm properly for his splendid gift. Gorm bowed, silently, and left the hall. As Gudrun gazed into the crystal, she saw herself reflected in its depths—not her present self, but once again a beautiful bride, young and carefree. Anlaf saw himself wielding a king's scepter, ruling lands without limit. Each member of the household received a vision of a wish unearned, or a dream unattainable. Entranced, they remained beside the crystal until dawn. Then they retired to their chambers, tired and newly dissatisfied. Thus it was that Gorm the Grim sowed seeds of discontent within the clan of Anlaf Haraldsen. Every evening Onlof and his kin were drawn to the crystal. Within a month it had drawn out the worst in them. They fell to squabbling and bickering. The valley they had striven for so diligently went untended and unguarded. Only Elfin, protected by her blindness, remained unchanged. She heard the lowing of unmilked cows. She smelled the winter's hay rotting in the fields and felt the rust forming on the idle plows. She ran to tell her father of these things. I have no time for that, he said roughly. I have no time for you. With that, he turned and entered the great hall. Elfin rode into the abandoned fields and wept. The next morning, as the household slept, Elfwin led her pony into the great hall. She paced off her distance from the crystal and cast a sturdy noose toward it. Her third attempt was true, and she secured the rope to the pommel of her saddle. "'That is mine, as is everything else,' said Gorm. He stepped from the shadows with his men you would do well to leave it alone." Elfwin urged her pony forward. The rope sprang taut, catching Gorm under the chin. The crystal tilted, then fell with an ear-splitting crash, shattering into thousands of pieces. As Elfwyn galloped from the hall, Gorm howled in pain and anger, blinded by the flying fragments. Awakened by the din, Anlaf Haraldson and his clan quickly subdued Gorm and his followers. Yet the power of the crystal was not ended. Continuing their flight, the glittering splinters pursued Elfwin. At the end of the valley, Elfwin's exhausted pony stumbled and fell. Elfwin ran on into unknown land, until a huge boulder blocked her way, the one Gorm had carved his curse upon. Turning, she heard the crystal slivers whistling toward her. The hidden folk flew to Elfwen's aid. At the last moment, they caught hold of her and soared upward. The crystal fragments crashed into the boulder, erasing the curse and destroying themselves. And in an instant, Elfwen saw. Overjoyed, the hidden folk bore her gently home. Anlof Haraldson and his clan saw, too, saw how their inattention to duty had brought them to, so close to ruin. Banished forever from the Northlands, Gorm soon perished, and that is how a household was saved by a girl who, though quite blind, had never lost her vision. She became known as Elfwyn the Second Sighted, and many came to her for counsel. When you meet the hidden folk in a dream, they will tell you this tale is true. To prove it, they will point to the glimmer in the cold, clear skies above that part of the world. We call it the Northern Lights, but it is the dust of the crystal drifting harmlessly among the stars. Were you surprised when Alfwin's father said, I have no time for you? How her heart must have been hurt. We know this because she went into the abandoned fields and cried, but then the very next morning she does something very brave. She knows in her heart just what she must do. Bartimaeus knows in his heart what he must do when he hears Jesus walking past him. In a loud voice he yells, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. The crowds tell him to be quiet, but he only yells louder. Jesus hears him and stops. Call him, he tells the crowd of people. So the crowd says to Bartimaeus, cheer up, he's calling you. And that's when Bartimaeus throws off his cloak and runs to Jesus, trusting that Jesus will help him. In today's Sunday story, Elfwin runs to her father, but instead of helping her, he says, I have no time for you. How much differently Jesus responds to Bartimaeus when he comes running for help. What is it that you want me to do for you? Jesus asks. Teacher, let me see. Bartimaeus can see into Jesus' heart and trust him. Elfwin sees into Gorm's heart and knows she can't trust him at all. In the end, the curse on her family is broken, and Elfwin does get her eyesight back. But what about Bartimaeus? Go, Jesus says, your faith has made you well. And immediately, Bartimaeus can see. Your faith has made you well, Jesus says. Faith means having complete trust in someone, and Bartimaeus has complete trust in Jesus. Bartimaeus doesn't let his fear stop him or get in the way. In other words, his trust in Jesus overcomes his fear. So the next time we are afraid, let's remember that we can trust in Jesus and turn to him and ask for his help. Being afraid is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign for us to trust in God's help. In the words of today's psalm, let us pray. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.